welcome to this week's episode of the Imaginary Movie Podcast, a podcast uh, where we watch a movie and then we talk about it. Um, my name is David and the first rule of um, Coughlin's Law is give everyone crabs, crabs for everyone, crabs, 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 crabs and no drinks. Wow. Wow. Am I, am I itchy or? Uh, my name's Sam and what the fuck? <laughs> Just, just all I got. And I'm Ross. One day you wake up and you've got a wife and a kid. And as I as I heard that line, I looked at my wife and said, "Where the fuck did you come from?" Not <laughs> pinning that, Ross. I want to I want to tell this story properly and do it justice. Um, <laughs> what movie did we watch first? This week we watched not four reasons. We watched 1988's uh, Tom Cruise <sighs> movie. Oh, brilliant! Uh, brilliant cocktail. Oh, I thought <laughs> not, the one, about... not the Oscar, not the Oscar winner. The Oscar uh, winner, no, Rain Man, the... which came out in the same year. But no, no, this is the Golden Raspberry winner, um, cocktail. Still an award. Still a. Still it's a the award for the award. worst movie of that year, Ross. Tom Cruise still an becoming award. the only actor to win the Best Picture and the Razzie in the same year, which I think is an amazing achievement. And wow. made loads of money doing both. So, you know, what do we know? What do we know? So, so tell us, why we why did we watch this? Tell us about your weekend together and how this well, came about. What happened was, Ross and I went to Trinidad. Uh, <laughs> and he dared me to sleep with an older woman and then become a kept man. It's a whole thing. The whole thing. Impressive. He previously, tried, previously ruined my life before as well. Uh no, for some reason, we were discussing what... We didn't even actually discuss what to watch. Ross just put this on at his house with his wife. This is a big caveat, an important part of the story. <laughs> uh, and we were like, oh, let's watch Cocktail. And I, honestly, I was like, oh, yeah, Cocktail. I've heard about it. It's the, the bartending one. It's Tom Cruise. I'm mm. sure it'll be fine. <laughs> like, this is not a movie. I don't think... I think this is totally fucking sick of people. This is not a movie <laughs> that people are out there angry about. And they should no. be. It's been the, 25 and... years. It should be angry. 30 years. It should be angry. It's a shocking movie. It's a late 80s. Um, there should be a, a post... trigger warning on Disney Plus or wherever we watch this. Yes. Warning you not to watch it. <laughs> this is a post-Top Gun Tom Cruise movie as well. Like Tom Cruise is like absolutely on top of the world already in 1988. And so, what is he doing? Making me anyway. So, Ross, why did you pick this? It's not. I'm. Not, I'm. I'm so glad you did because this is an amazing thing to talk about. And what did your wife think of this? What did Amy think? Oh, not a fan. Oddly enough, yeah. <laughs> thing you already sexism. locked that down, Ross, with the marriage and the baby and things. She knows her place. The rampant <laughs> sexism <laughs> and. The... Uh, what's that noise, Ross? Is that Amy coming upstairs, coming to kill you? I'm, I'm staying in this podcast all night. <laughs> staying in this room. <laughs> staying in this podcast all weekend, by the sound of it, mate. Um, it, um, I, I'll tell you what it was, because like, like I said, me and Dave had a lovely, romantic uh, weekend together. And um, uh, we were drinking beers and, <clears throat> you know, uh, thought I'd put something on the background. And I'm like, oh, I know. And because I saw a cocktail on uh, Disney Plus couple of times now and i remember seeing some scenes it's that age-old story you know you see a couple of scenes and you try to be like oh i'll watch this now um but with cocktail i never actually saw the whole movie in its entirety and i always only saw up until tom cruise and the other man coughlin are like 
working super well together as like these flamboyant uh, mixologists. <laughs> I never saw past that bit. I never saw past when Tom Cruise punches him and they fall out. Yeah. Because the movie is somewhat, apart from that terrible dialogue, but like it's 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 somewhat sort of showy, intriguing to watch. Yeah, 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 catches the eye from a from a distance with the sound. All right, Vaseline covered. We'll get to you. We'll get to you. Um, and yeah, and then watching it, and like, and you know, I've said this before. Thank God, Dame, Dame, Dame. Dave and I were in the same room watching this, so we could like laugh and joke about it. Oh God, this is terrible! This is this is woeful. My, because I my, can imagine absolutely. My absolute highlight was number one: how unimpressed Ross's wife was. Amy, bless her. Um, that's that's just my whole, her face. Her face throughout the whole movie was like, quite, like the whole movie. Quite, yeah, quite justifiably. Quite rightly. Quite rightly. Holy yeah. crap. Uh, I think she did eventually just go to bed. She was like, I'm not yep. really interested. She did. She tapped her. out. Yep. Well, well yeah. And, um, but the great moment is in the movie where the douchebag friend says, um, <laughs> someday I, you turn around and you've got a wife and kids. And then Ross <laughs> sounds like next to his wife. He turned that to his accent. wife and went, and did Gah! like that. And I couldn't stop laughing because Ross has got the comedic timing down and the fact that Amy was even more unimpressed. Like, oh, Ross, this movie's terrible and that joke is unacceptable. Like, not offended, just yeah. bored, bored of me. Well, I mean, she, she does. We get to talk to you like you know once a week if we're lucky, and so we 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 we, <laughs> we we soak up all the Ross goodness. But you know, Amy's got to live with you. She's every day, every day, just having to do this. So you know, maybe she's seen some shit. Yeah, yeah. She's um, so so you literally and figuratively. Yeah. So literally. So you guys are just talking about how much fun you had watching this together it's great time because <laughs> watching a fun movie a, a crap movie with someone is yeah, be really and fun it's, and it's the sort of movie where you're like well surely this is this is now the ceiling of the insanity in this movie surely they can't <laughs> it get just, any more insane than this it does it does <laughs> so, so, it just continues to ramp up so you guys are having just this wonderful time and so what do you do what do you do you leave your uh, I'll tell you what I, we did. Let me, let me interrupt you. I'll tell you what we did. Because like, oh wow, Jesus, that movie was terrible. And then me and Dave look at each other. Podcast, podcast. And then let's get Sam to watch this because me and Dave's already done a work now. Podcast homework. Mm-hmm. We, we put that. in our way. Yeah, exactly. Homework's you done. Lazy fucks. And so you leave me to watch this, and 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 just and just like you, because you know Nicola usually she'll you know if it's not something too crap, she's like, well, I'm not a big fan of Tom Cruise, but okay, we'll watch it. And this is why Nicola's not on the podcast. Twenty six minutes have commitment. She just like, commitment. just like Amy, she she because she she has no contractual obligation to, to watch That's this crap movie. That's what she went to, and and let's just let's just straight off the bat. This is the most misogynistic movie. This is the most sexist movie Hands I down. have Hands ever seen. Can we just put a pin in this for one second? Because I, we need to circle back. Dave, one second. That accent you did, that line you did, can you give it to me one more time? <laughs> Not well. Just like no, I didn't just, give it to you just, well the just, first time. Just like you did it last time. That's all I want. He's lost g'day, it. G'day, he can't g'day. do it. Oh, getting wait, into wait, the get, so, it. One day you wake up. Oh, fuck, I've lost no, it. He's, he's, no, I've lost now it. he's Michael Keaton. 
I don't think it was the worst attempt at an accent I've ever done. It was bad, but it wasn't the worst I've ever done. I see you've played knifey spoony before. (laughs) (laughs) So here's the thing, Dave. Number one, you're doing an Australian accent seemingly because Coughlin was Australian, but it was it was Tom Cruise's uncle who says that line. Coughlin never says it. So you need to do oh, like a Brooklyn I had, I had totally Queens... forgotten, by the way. I totally forgotten this uncle characters in the movie because like <sighs> let's let, 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 Can we have a plot summary? Can we have a plot summary and then we can just jump straight in? Okay. So in this movie, a talented New York City bartender takes a job at a bar in America and falls in love. That's everything that IMDB's gotta say about that because <laughs> I imagine, false, false. I've imagine been lied to. Even even the AI that generated that hadn't did not want to watch this movie. Um and and you know, no wonder like that's just back to my my claim there. That, that I I just can't believe how sexist this movie is. I cannot believe how hateful it's, this movie is. Yeah. I, I, most of it channeled um through uh Brian Brown's uh, Doug Coughlin, who I don't think there is an, a, a a more unlikable character in a movie that I can remember. Like I, Tom just, Cruise in this movie. Well, maybe, maybe, but at least Tom Cruise is, at least as an attempt to make him kind of slightly redeemed towards the end. But th- there's nothing for this guy. There's nothing, and I think going through this movie, you, you, you want to hear some good Tom? Um up until watching this movie again, I thought um, Brian Brown was Ryan Styles from Whose Line Is It Anyway? <laughs> he did well, he say to me during the, when we were, oh, it's got that guy from Whose Line Is It Anyway? And I was like, where? Where is the guy? Doesn't, from Whose Line Is it anyway? I know where you're coming from. Here's another one. Here's another one. Nicholas said, is that the the, the old Lannister dude from Game of Thrones? I was like, I, is, I don't know, is it? I, oh thought it was, I, thought, I thought it was Crocodile Dundee for a while. Like it's the I, same actor. Yeah, there's there's a whole there's a whole Hogan. range. Paul Hogan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus, is that, is that Sam? Can I get a can I get a ruling here? Is that racist? <laughs> is that, that, that well, no, racist. Australians are so racist anyway, Ross, that it outbalances any race. <laughs> yeah, like that a, that's, a, that's a very racist come, country. Yeah. Come on, like one Australian. Oh, it's uh, it's it's fucking knifey spoony guy. <laughs> Um, one forty-year-old Australian in an American movie. Yeah, right. I think you know who knows that country's that country's got its own problems, uh, and who are we to cast aspersions on it? With imaginary movie podcasts, here we are, right? Australia, come at us! Um, <laughs> You've just been podcasting. This is not our first rodeo with Australia. Like I, our listeners down there must. No, be I declare war on behalf of this podcast. I declare war on Australia now. Back to this Australian uh, infested movie. We we the, the the point of the film is like we've got this hot shot who's coming in. Now we've done another Tom Cruise movie before. We did or um oh, Color of Money. Color of Money and um the other one, the one with You Can't Handle the men. Truth. Hmm? A few good men. A few good men, thank you. And like our complaint about Tom Cruise is that he is like he's obviously the got weirdness. Charisma. Yeah, he, he he's he's got a charisma which it's is not un... even the weirdness. It's the hold on, hold on, let me. Angle. Yeah, like let me. He's got the charisma. He's got this amazing ability. I think like even in this movie where he's standing on the bar and he's 
Like, that takes a lot as an actor to do that and to deliver it and get... Like, that's fine. But the thing that he just... He just... It's, it's infuriating is he's just so fucking shit-eating. He's so shitty. The, you know, the, the Scientology confidence is just dripping off him in a way that's that's quite like distracting, and he he almost always saves the day by having these moments of like vulnerability where he you, actually God you can see you know he's confident, but there's a there's a there's a good guy underneath, and that is what I think this this movie just has nothing. It has none of that because. All the way through, he is so aggressively eating shit off the floor that you just that you, <laughs> at no point at no point are you like even goes even deeper than that, Sam. Not only is like Tom Cruise, I don't think Tom Cruise is a particularly good actor. There, I've said it right. He's bad in lots of things. I think he mm. uses his star power to like I think really negatively influence some of the movies he makes. Like really famous mm. example lately is um uh, the is it um. The Rock and Vin Diesel and Jason Statham, they all have this, like, they have to punch each other an equal number of times and none of them can ever lose a fight to the other one because their precious male egos will be horribly offended. Tom Cruise yeah. had this in the 80s where he has to be fucking sex on legs, according to every woman in the movie. Like, that has to be a reality. Right, rewrite the movie, except I'm now the sexiest man in the entire world. And I just don't buy it tom cruise isn't a bad looking guy but he's not like say look at that five foot four guy over there with the goofy teeth oh my oh my <laughs> exactly and in this, this movie again it's like every woman he meets is like oh my god it's tom cruise and i'm like yeah. with that hair and those teeth yeah. and that height it's the teeth. this time of year it's... look like the tiny to your kitchen <laughs> have you seen outside yeah it, it, it is and, and and that's what i think you know, in the same year as Rain Man, post Top Gun, that's what this film is is leaned on. Now, Tom Cruise wasn't, I don't think, the first choice. They brought him on board, and I think that is what led to a lot of the changes that we saw in this movie. Has because he ever played, has he ever played a bad guy apart from in Tropic Thunder? Is he the bad guy in Tropic Thunder? I, I, yeah, that doesn't count, does it? That's not actually uh, a movie that anyone yeah, should. It's not, no, but like that might be the only movie I could think of where Tom Cruise is poking fun at Tom Cruise. Like and that might be the only yes. example. I can yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. Mm, I don't know. I'd have to go back and explore some of his. Let's his go back, to the archives. Yeah, got you. Got you. His back catalog. Some archives, right, but but a, a film where it works for him, I think Jerry Maguire is a pretty good movie where he basically just plays the same character, but he's a sports marketer. But he's um, an agent, so like that, it, it it pulls off well. It, it it does. I think I think like some of the Mission Impossible movies, he's got something he's bringing there, like and. A well, lot he's of... doing stuff. In this he... movie, he's doing nothing. Well, he, he, uh, he, he, he... he's what's what's the term? Uh, Certainly not arf, fucking making any drinks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's... Okay, are we? Okay, yeah, are we going to talk about this now? Because let's talk. Can say... we can we have like a bar thing? We work behind say... bars, Ross. Yeah, right. Okay, I have to say. So we'll get to our bar experience in a second, Dave. But I'm just going to say this now, and again, some some stereotypes are rooted in truth. But I'm telling you, if if it was a bar in Ireland and some bell end got up to stand on top of the bar, <laughs> hey, let me regale you with my poetry. Glass down. He's he's done. Yeah. He is done. And we wouldn't even fucking step over him to get to the bar. You're you're out. You had your chance. You blew it. The, the, the premise of like it's like everyone's like, hey, 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 everyone, be quiet. I wanna hear what this guy's got to say. Uh, no. 
pint of Guinness, two yeah, whiskeys. Unless it's that's four pounds fifty, mate. I don't want to fucking hear it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I like one of my friends, like, and, and this was at a wedding. He basically uh, he ordered a, a a whiskey and a still water, and unfortunately, it was a it was a bar in England, and the guy didn't know um, that he was asking for still water, and so he was putting like. Uh, he was using the gun, you know, like the gun they have behind the bar, and he's putting like soda water in it. And he goes, "No, no, no." He says, from there. <laughs> "He goes, no, still water." He goes, "Yeah, yeah, still water." And my friend goes, "No, still water." Yeah, it is. And he goes, "Right." He says, "I'm going to drink that, and if it's not still water, he says, I'm throwing this glass at you." And the guy's like, "Yeah, okay." Takes a sip. That's fucking soda, and then hurls the glass at him, and no one batted an eye at him because the guy should have known. <laughs> He was warned three times. <laughs> he had three chances this was what? To, to correct this. So, so, but, but I, I'm not aggressive wor- example. Let's let's talk about bars for a second. Though, so yeah. Tell us, yeah. I've worked, no, hold on, hold on. Really. I've not worked behind a bar, right? I, so I don't know. You don't I, say. Yeah, I don't. I. I don't know if he that? looks like he doesn't work behind a bar. Has never worked behind a bar, Ross. <laughs> it's a bit bit elitist of you. you I'm, I'm, I'm taking. I'm bar. taking absolutely. Let me have a div. The, the, your your you know aggressive um, masculinity play there of working behind a bar doesn't really wash. I have no interest in but speaking to fucking drunks like fuck that, fuck that. And this movie no, underlines. No one, no one does it out of fucking desire, Sam. It's because yeah. I liked money and I liked having money more than not having money. Yeah, so I chose not to have money yeah. rather than work behind a bar. You, you, that, you went yeah. to Disneyland on a school trip. Get fucked <laughs> with no money. Let's do poverty right. war right now. So let me get to the point about bar work, which was not yeah. that in Ireland people fucking physically assault bar on a daily basis, Jesus and that's fine. Or Sam, I'm too precious to have fucking slid myself by working behind a bar. <laughs> now, this movie, like for the first half at least, it's about working behind a bar. It's about bar work. It's about bars. Guess what? Yep. I love a bar. I really do. I sometimes, sometimes miss working behind a bar. I miss running a pub. And then I remember how horrible it was, and I think maybe that wasn't a good idea. But like, there is a certain allure to it, and I think that's part of the appeal of this movie is that like, it captures at the beginning, it captures some of the fun that working behind a bar on a busy night can be. I'm not saying every night. I'm not saying that like it's the best job in the world. What I'm saying is that like there is a there is a fun to working behind a bar. <clears throat> this movie captures in the beginning at the first bar when they're um, actually serving drinks yeah. and like. Um, Especially and the on energy. The high energy. And a camaraderie yeah. between your, your, your colleagues. The busy, or... Yeah, exactly. And the busyness fun, of it. And the, gelling. Yeah. And then the total fucking washout at the end of the night where, like, the, I think that's really well shot as well when they're, like, at the first shift that Tom yeah. Cruise does. And, like, yes. he's just basically like, out laying on the bar. Exactly. And, like, that place is a shit state. And it's, the, like, four in the morning and everyone's drunk. And it's you can almost smell the scene. Like... That I thought actually, like that, really seems to come from a place that like somebody knew what they were talking about. And obviously, yeah. the movie then doesn't really go into all the horrible aspects of working behind bars. I have worked with lots of people behind bars who are absolutely as horrible as the characters in this movie. So again, like there's maybe a bit of truth there. There's a lot of shitty mm-hmm. barmen out there. Uh, there's a lot of shitty misogynistic barmen out there. Mm. <laughs> they all find their way into bars. Can I, I'm just going to interject, and then Ross, I want to hear what you have to say about working behind a bar. But this is this was written. Um, the screenplay is based on a book by Hayward Gould, who 
it's kind of autobiographical. He wrote the screenplay as well, and this is kind of his experience. Now, I want to. That's such an important point. I want to keep it in mind because when we're thinking about what this fucking main character says, I'll tell does, you about the autobiography that I'm writing. It's about the time where I like stopped a train with my bare hands and like was an orphanage on fire, and I jumped in, saved the kids by myself. Amazing! I can't and wait. I to totally see the made movie. out with two women simultaneously. <laughs> went, out, went out with two women, or even had sex with two women. Went out with two women simultaneously. The self congratulation, the Mary oh Sueness of this fucking movie. It's generously, it's a thread. Generously, from yeah. the trivia, I, I assume that the original screenplay before they got Tom Cruise on board was a little bit darker. We'll come and to maybe a little bit more about like how insane and fucking coked up everyone who works in, in we'll bars and clubs we'll is. To it. But Ross, mm. so what's, where does this did, you, you say you recognise something here like, what's the point where it goes, it tips over to the edge and you're like, what? Like, this is, it, it, where's, the, where's the line where this just turns into absolute Is it the Beetlejuice nightclub? And, and the slam poetry? The, 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 the Beetlejuice slam, yeah, yeah. Uh, the guy in the suit. So, uh, With yeah, a briefcase. Yeah. And it gets it because Dave hit the nail on the head because it, it, at at one point and this is the part where like you you will keep watching it does capture that like Dave mentioned the camaraderie blah 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 it's that high energy thing you know when things are going well do you know what I mean you're getting through the customers boom 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 fucking banging tunes journey don't stop believing's playing you know what I mean it's, it's your break in half an hour you gonna hey listen I, I'm not even ashamed I fucking love journey don't stop believing you can get folks up. And you know, like, you know, bar closed in 30 minutes, then I can have a drink, you know, oh, and then I'll have a sweet, sweet cigarette. Smoke. <laughs> but, but yes, the tipping point is then that, like, you know, this, this is the best bit as well. I'll tell you what's a good bit. It's like when the guy goes, hey, you know, they're doing some bar flaring, and like one of the customers goes, hey, you guys got to come to my place. And like, maybe, maybe that did happen in the 80s. <laughs> but no one is going, ah, these minimum wage guys, I gotta get them. I gotta get them you, on my joint. Ross, you'll you'll appreciate this. Do you know what uh, it reminded me? Fridays, of? no less. Yeah, yeah, Do you know what yeah, it reminded yeah. me of? Except without any of the self awareness. In the film Waiting, Justin Long's mm. character has a moment where somebody he's serving at the table gives, says, "Oh, we you know we're looking for like smart young men yes. at our place." Yeah, and Justin Long's like, "Oh yeah, these executives and maybe an entry level position. This is mm. great." And then it's like fucking Outback Steakhouse or something is the card. And he's like, well, yeah. why the fuck would I go from my shitty restaurant job to another shitty restaurant job? <laughs> yes. And like, yeah. that is maybe the more realistic version of that, jo of that joke, which is like, why would I go mm -hmm. and work at this Beetlejuice nightclub for the same money? Very well remembered, Dave. Like, Very well why remembered. would I possibly want to do that? But this movie doesn't have the self-awareness to realise that. But, but so it's like, like, right, let's turn it into a Tim Burton spend... nightmare with slam poetry. <laughs> Let's suspend disbelief, and you know maybe it was a thing in the eighties, you know, where you wanted to get the good people. I, I can, I can buy it. And then, yeah, you go to this bar, and as accurately as Dave's described it, it's a Tim Burton, you know, Batman villain lair that they turned into a man cave. Poison Ivy waltzing out, doing some slam poetry with this fucking yeah. yuppie. Now, this is the thing. Some fucking guy, I don't know if he's part of the management staff. I don't know if he's just a customer, but this dude in a fucking suit in a nightclub. By the way, by the fucking way, the establishing shot is like these three tiers of balconies, huge. right? All surrounding. Yeah, huge. All surrounding this one bar, fucking staffed by Tom Cruise and Paul Hogan, not Paul Hogan. And basically, 
word to believe. These guys are all dancing still with drinks in their hand. And word to believe, like, there's maybe three people at the bar. These guys aren't going to be fucking run off their feet. You will be fucking heaving, man. Absolutely. There's one heaving. way. There's one way to explain let's it. let's all stop it. Just to get let's rid all of all the booze and just have bottles of water behind the bar. And then I'm like, well, everyone's on drugs. Fantastic. That makes well, sense. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So... But- and and then and then hang on to and then they stop this for this fucking this this weeb in a fucking suit who I, I'm assuming he works there. Otherwise, who's stopping the music? Do you know what I mean? So this guy can fucking talk. And, and can anyone hear him? Like he doesn't well, have it. a microphone on. Like what? But no. then, but then, hang on, Sam. But if he does work there, if he does work there, what possessed Tom fucking Cruise to get up? Because I'd be thinking, if the man, if the owner of the place went home and did slam poetry, fair enough, it's his place. He can do what he wants. But then I've got a fucking bar staff of minimum age who fucking then stands up in my bar and then fucking takes the piss out of me. Uh, get that cunt out of here. He's yeah. not, that's his last night. I hope he enjoyed that pint because it's his last. Get him out. He's not. And we're not. It's gonna important conversation isn't it of like you're a barman your job is to sell drinks and make I, money for me I've I own the club. many's a drink I've done the the orgasm the the slippery oh, I'm going to have an, I'm going to have can an I just have a bottle of San Miguel please can I just have a bottle of San Miguel right. in the glass I, I want to talk about another movie just now I talk about a movie that, that in right. my head Try to, I'm trying to I'm trying to exp- I'm trying to explain to I myself love how much Sam just tastes this fucking how, movie. How where like where is this movie coming from? Because Dave, you pointed out that Tom Cruise came in and I think it, from what's been written and what Haywood Gould said is that they had a different they had a movie and then Tom Cruise comes in and the movie goes whoop. It's also a Disney touchstone picture. This is a Disney movie in theory. Tom Cruise a Disney princess. Is this is Paul Hogan a Disney princess? <laughs> I love how we're just gonna keep calling Paul Hogan. It's Paul Hogan now, that's fine. But we've all seen we've all seen um the uh, uh Christian Bale in American Psycho, right? Yeah. And that is the movie that, like, the guy in the suit, the yuppiness, the yeah, fucking yes, dripping yes. yuppiness. And also... Who the thinks he's got up, his finger on the pulse? The, the, the wide up to 25 um, uh, hyper-reality that we get to see in American Psycho. You know, Paul Allen, or oh, look at his card. and all Like, to me, the, these movies are in the same universe. They're in the same universe yeah. of, like, just up the road... Christian Bale is is dismembering uh, prostitutes, yeah. and and you know down the street here's Tom Cruise in this yuppie bar, and and so in a lot of ways, like I can see a film here where you've got this young kid who's fresh faced, all American hero coming off the bus from the army, he wants to make a million, he wants to follow the eighties American dream, and then he gets stuck in this rut of bartending mm. led by this misogynistic psychopath that's that, that, that Paul Hogan <laughs> plays and <laughs> and so and so, <laughs> I'm so sorry Brian Brian. <clears throat> and so what we're left with then what we're left with is like this kid's descent into following um you know uh, 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 Coughlin's horrible life and he's an alcoholic and he's a drug dealer and two seconds two seconds two seconds right and that happens all the way (laughs) up until the point where all now we're in fucking jamaica what (laughs) 
so, so, so this makes sense in my head. Oh, it's, this is, we're in the American Psycho universe. And then we go to yep. Jamaica and the movie Where just else says, would we be? The movie just, the movie grabs a bunch of papers and just throws them in the air. Well, it's one of these things where like, for a while at least, apart from the performances, and until we get to like really crazy bonkers town, and we'll talk about Gina Gershon and the whole thing there, right? But in terms of the bar work, like, we've worked with people, Ross, who like, oh, you're... You, why are you 35? Why are you 15 years older than everyone else working in the bar? <laughs> like, this is a real thing. Like, people yeah. get... Because because working in a bar is fun. Like, you work hard, you're working hard. It's a bit of a laugh. You finish, you all get shit-faced behind the bar. Or if you live in a city, you then go out to all the other bars that are open for bar staff to go to, right? And then, like, and then you blink, and it's 10 years later, and you're still working in a bar. And, again, we've worked with people, you know... Not to name any names, because you could possibly remember after fifteen years. But um, you know, all people so that the, we knew. The thing is, though, those, people you're bars, those, those people you're still you're working bars. Well, yeah, exactly, and and that's because being bar staff or being a barman—that's their personality. Mm. Yeah, that's their whole mm-hmm. thing. They work in a bar. They work on a Saturday night, and then on a Sunday night, they'll go to a bar that fucking that caters to bar staff. It's their whole thing. I'll tell you what it is. Um, I mean, I mean, you guys will, might agree with this, but like, no matter what your sort of profession—barman, fucking executive, whatever, blah blah blah, chef—the only two professions. Uh, yeah, got you. There's um, there's there's certain types of people who like the tiniest little bit of power. They'll do anything. They'll they'll eat that up. And so, like bar staff get to tell people when they've had enough. They can go not not serving you, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And for those people, that's that's the only kind of power they, they they'll ever get to. So they'll hang on to it. And that's yeah. that's their person. Sam, you're making a face. There's that. Oh, there's agreeing. that. And there's the, oh, okay. the, again, I mentioned the alert and the. I'm gonna say it like the seduction of the lifestyle, and that's a very grandiose way of saying it. Yeah. But, like it's this thing, and and I, I worked in a pub in Leeds for like fucking I don't know three months or something, and basically I was shit faced every single night. I slept all day every single day, yeah. Um, and that was just what I did. And then I went to work, and we finished work, and we got shit faced. And then I woke up and I went to work, and then that was my life for three months. I um, mean, it suited us really down to easy. the ground when we were in it's uni. Easy all into like that being like that's your life and that's fun and you enjoy it and yeah. then you wake up and you're you're cockling in this movie where you're like 40 40 years old and you're like <laughs> i was cockling 15 years ago never mind fucking like 15 years from now <laughs> but it happens it happens and there's a reason because be actually sometimes conversing with strangers and ben around the pub, like conversing that's with strangers ben reeves in a bar Getting getting drunk every day, like it's fun. It's you know, it's interesting. And obviously, Sam, you'd hate it because you're a fucking introvert. But like, but normal people, like it's enjoyable. Well, well, that horrible (laughs) slight aside, uh, I'm I'm deeply (laughs) wounded. I'm deeply wounded. Don't 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 be don't be offended. The tears are trickling down my face from you. You don't have any feelings. You're not even human. How could you cut me so deep that I wouldn't enjoy being a fucking robot? A barman. <laughs> um, anyway, so but, but it's a good point. It's a good point about Coughlin. It's a it's a good point about this character. And 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 in some ways, in some ways, he is the most well developed character in this movie. Like he is the character that has 
the most thought behind and it feels like he's coming from a real place the same place you're describing dave yeah. in terms of like it's people really who easy just... to act like you're like this mystic wise person when yeah. everyone you're talking to is 19 like exactly. really yep. really easy exactly. to be this age genius with your code book of laws even though you're a fucking sociopath who's drinking these and... Red eyes, which we'll get into, but like it's easy when and, everyone's a child and and, and a yeah. loser as well. This guy's a fucking loser. This guy is what 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 is he bringing? What is he bring? What is he doing in life? You know, other than and I'm not talking about being a barman. I'm talking about just he basically just gets pissed, goes and he survives. He, he he does his job and he goes home. Is exactly as as you're describing, Dave, when you were loser and leaves. No, I'm just joking. I'm joking. I wish I was still there. Fantastic. Yeah. But it's like, actually, there's a point There's a point where you think, well, what am I here to do? And this guy's here to be horribly sexist, to, to you know, to uh, uh, have sex and abuse as many women as he can and corrupt this, this, he's already a prick, but this young guy who is, you know, trying to make, trying to make a million or whatever. But like, like, but it's so hard. It's so hard to then channel it, as I say skipping ahead to the point where we're in a totally different movie hey we're in jamaica well, even before even before let, jamaica let, we've got the, the should, fun should bit we explain why we're in jamaica no no we'll get there because there's a bit of a beetlejuice nightclub before we get there i don't want to skip gina gershon who's also kind of like a big not a big name at this point but like this was the movie where oh my god it's gina gershon and she's been in a thousand things and I get Ross is doing that glazed look again because he did this when I mentioned it was Dina Gershon when she appeared in the movie and he was like, who? Um, but, like, so you have, they're working at the Beetlejuice nightclub and, and they're doing the slam poetry and I, I feel stupid even saying those words. Um, and a really important thing is that Tom Cruise falls in love with Gina Gershon because it's 1988 and of course he would. Uh, she's a photographer of some kind and possibly rich. Um and basically, uh, Cochlin, this the older guy is like, well, I, I can't have that. I'll have to seduce and have sex with this woman. And it's like, and it all just happens off screen, it's, which is a bizarre sort of like scenes missing. Oh, I my God, it's an emotional arc in this movie. And we didn't bother to shoot it because it's just I, something that happens because we I, need to get to Jamaica. I did not. I did not immediately connect. That was the same person because she, she comes over in the bar and she's like, <laughs> she's like, can I take a picture? And then. Coughlin comes in, he's like, no, just just one of you, I can't really. So he takes a picture of Tom Cruise, obviously the sexiest man alive, already the sexy eyes thing, and then the husband comes along. Like, women are just object. They're literally just mindless fucking dick magnets is all they are in this movie. There is nothing. There is nothing mm. for them to do. And then... It's one of the worst ones, isn't it? And And then later on, like, as you say, Dave, he seduces this photographer, and I'm like, she's... You know, she wasn't. She changed her hair somehow, and I'm like, "Is that the same woman?" As before? I don't know. It doesn't matter. I guess it doesn't matter. And then all of a sudden, doof, there's a fight. They're 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 not they're not friends anymore because he went after his girl that he but met twenty minutes ago. Filmmaking. It's the sloppy filmmaking that offends me more, even than the misogyny, which is bad. Um, the, the filmmaking is so sloppy that they bother to like kind of tell you they tell, probably tell you more about the Gina the photographer character you probably have more scenes with her and learn more about her than you do about Elizabeth Shue who's the Jordan the uh, the, the woman he's, he's gets pregnant at the end of the movie like and then they just throw her away and it's like oh, so, okay so I'm meeting the band 
and there's Coughlin and there's Tom Cruise and there's the uncle and now there's Gina Gershon and um, I think part of that is because I know that she went on to be a bigger star but like right so that's we're, we're building the cast and then these are going to be the people who are going to be doing the thing we're going to have the colour as money thing we have the old guy and Tom Cruise and his girlfriend it's going to be a whole thing it'll be fun and then it's like nah she's out of the movie and I'm like what and we didn't even get to see like no. why did she sleep with Coughlin? What what's the motivation there? Because he's because and then he's... why did she agree to come to the fucking Tim Burton nightclub and make out with him at the bar to piss Tom Cruise off? I'm like, did he take a shit on your bed or something? What 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 is the fucking <laughs> because thing they're here? They're absolutely oh, I love, no. I love this guy. Oh, babe, babe, babe. And now I've seduced you away from Tom Cruise. Do you want to come so that I can like ruin Tom Cruise's life in front of his face? How else do you sell that? It's bizarre. bizarre. It's bizarre. <laughs> it's totally bizarre. Right. We must talk about Jamaica now. So we've had the New York stuff. We've had like, all right. Now, importantly, you know, up until this point, what is this movie about? Like, that's the thing that I think we never really get a... Can you sum up this movie in the elevator pitch style? Is this is it about the bar that he sets up at the end? Not really. Is it about the relationship between um, Coughlin and, and, and Tom Cruise's character? Like maybe, but then he's not really in it very much in the second half. And so is it a romance? And I think, I think in the edit, that's what they're going for. Because when we're in Jamaica, Elizabeth Shue's there and... They spend what maybe you know three days with each other. Is it three days? Is it just? I think it's literally like I think it's actually. I, I felt like a bit longer. It's it's it, but it's what it, it's not long enough though, is it? It's not long enough. We don't get to see enough of them developing as a couple. Like he's gone to escape New York. He's gone. No, to try no, and... no. They set this up in the movie. So when. Coughlin and, and uh, Tom Cruise are talking about opening their own place, which everyone who's ever worked behind a bar has had this conversation. Mm-hmm. We should open our own bar. It'll be called X, Y, and Z, and it will be fantastic because we're amazing, basically. Um, and they have this conversation. Tom Cruise says, I think we could do this for 75 grand. <laughs> and here's the most insane thing. It's like, I, we can use our amazing bartending skills. We can go and work our summers in Jamaica earning four to five hundred dollars a day and i'm like what are the economics of this and then come back to new york in the winter and then save money that way so that's kind of the implied way that tom cruise saves the money and they he tom cruise says that he thinks if they live frugally and they work all year round doing this that and the other they can between the two of them save up 75 grand in three years save up 75 grand in three years and he's working at a sandals resort which maybe is cool (laughs) In the eighties, I don't know. Maybe it's less cool. That's, that's, that's a pretty sweet how fucking you're gig. At an all-inclusive resort, because no one will have cash. Exactly. How are you getting tips where no one's exactly. bringing money because they've already paid? I mean, there's, there's the economics of this is just <laughs> the wild. economics of bartending have changed since the eighties. Apparently, we I came mean, too late, Ross. I, I, I don't know if it means, like if because it's fifty years later that that means like that seventy-five grand is more achievable now or more achievable in the eighties. I don't about, understand. Like, Three hundred thousand pounds aren't ridiculous, you know. A lot, it's a lot. But but considering how like the working conditions now are fucking terrible compared to the eighties, that's why I'm trying to think. I don't know which is more uh, achievable: three hundred k now or seventy five k in the eighties. Either way, living quote unquote frugally, it it ain't gonna fucking cut it in three years. 
And the implication, I suppose, is that Tom Cruise doesn't have an abode in Jamaica. He just sleeps in different women's hotel rooms <laughs> just, every night. Just so I suppose he's saving money on that. Pretty much. But then he goes. But then he go. He does. He does go to um, Jamaica to escape from Cotton, doesn't he? He goes there to be like, "I'm done with you. I'm gone." Which, by the way, was his ex girlfriend's idea. The one who cheated on him. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, again, might as well because go we spent with it. fucking thirty minutes of the movie setting Gina Gershon up as a character, and then we just <laughs> set fire to her and throw her out of the movie. That, this is such shit filmmaking because it's like you kind of the, all the best. We dropped movies, her off at the, the hospital after she OD'd. That's what happened. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all the best movies, all the best movies, they know what the plot is before they fucking shoot it. And this movie obviously had no idea what they were doing, all, or what they all, wanted to say, or what they wanted to show you. Or they did, and they destroyed it in the edit. Or they did, they they couldn't <laughs> bring it. And this is my this is my contention, which we'll come to later. But like, this is, I think, the edit is the problem here, and that's where, that's where, like. And I, I, I want to get into it now. I want to get into this relationship between Cruz and Elizabeth Shue because this is the point where you think, okay, it's rather grandiose term, really, for having sex once. Yeah, <laughs> but 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 this is this is the point where I start to like. Where Elizabeth Shue? Oh, the one who can't cry. Yeah, or is that the yeah. older one? No, that's the that's the one who gets pregnant at the end. But this is the oh. point where I'm like, okay. So this is what you're doing, movie. This is this is this is what this movie's about. So we've After had the bartending six minutes of the movie. Yeah, we've had the bartending stuff. We've had the bromance. We've had the fallout. We've had now he's escaping to Jamaica. And what 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 what's he going to learn? Is he going to learn that actually opening a bar is the, the, more the, difficult the, than he thought, or is it about? I'm going to make a real connection. I'm going to reject this lifestyle that I've lived. Again, I'm trying to like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying, movie. I'm doing my best for you. Beat me halfway here. I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying. <laughs> to Give me a title card, please. To develop a narrative for for you, please. Like, and so we get to this point where they're in love and they're having a great time and she's topless in the water and it's fucking brilliant you know a disney movie it's great and so all of this is happening sounds like yeah she's topless in the water and that's fantastic yeah, yeah. that sounded really that. aggressive for you sam as well like, <laughs> like normally if me or david would have said it, like oh that's that that's a misunderstanding oh they're horny and weird it's yeah, fine yeah, this sounded really <laughs> Really predatory. Oh, nice one, Sam. Do you want not understand our personas on the podcast? Yeah, all nice ones. I mean, yeah. We're all having a good time. I mean, yeah. I mean, you're the friend everyone tells oh, their mum they've gone to the house. Shit, you're going to to the microphone? Shit. Oh, I'm definitely going to Sam's house. I wouldn't be spending time with that Ross. No one likes Ross. <laughs> Sam. Sam's trustworthy. He's fine. Yeah, I'm the I'm the sensible one. That's right. The but, voice of know, reason, if you listen to my brothers. This is also... This is also <laughs> Lies! Madness. Yeah, Jesus, Ross. This is an important part of the movie, and 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 so and so and so and so. This is the this is the point where this is the I point where the movie's. Sam, it's 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 so because like like Dave had, says, hold on, Dave. The tasteful like pool sex. We've had that. We've had all <laughs> the cool like sitting around having really deep conversations like you do when you're 19 about the bits on the you. end of shoelaces, Google horns. No, that's a made-up word, Ross. That's a made-up word that this movie All made words are made-up, Dave. Aglet. That's fact. All words. No, but this is specifically a false made-up word that this movie invented and has then become a word we use because this movie said it. No way. Um, and Anyway, they're talking about that, and we do all of that, and we do all of that, and the movie's like, right, so how can I set fire to this 
just immediately. Watch like, out we've got to really Me- put our foot on the gas. What, 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 watch out, Northern Mexico, because here comes another fucking asteroid. <laughs> it's Paul Hogan again. <laughs> no, it's Mel Gibson. <laughs> it's it's uh i can't think of a, a single it's one of the hemsworth brothers there we go thanks. and he's back he's back in pog form and it's just like okay and, so like, let's no, just address that right so please, if i'd please. fucked you over if i'd fucked you over right so you've you're in love with this girl i'm your best mate right and we're gonna open a bar together we're the hottest flare tenders in the whole of new york we are getting invitations from tim burton's nightclub we're getting invitations from fucking some other weird goth arsehole nightclub like we're getting all of it right and then he fucks you over he sleeps with your girlfriend he arranges this fucking pageantry to rub literally rub your face in it right He's like, smell my fingers. Yeah, Gina goes down. Great. Right? And then, and then, you've run away to a different country to escape this, right? Stop. And, Cut that. and he follows you. And what, what, react, what welcome is this guy expecting? What situation are you expecting where this guy isn't just grabbing the nearest sharp object and trying to end your miserable Let me tell life? You. Let me tell you my other theory, my other ongoing theory about what the fuck this movie is about. <laughs> Sam with I the just, fucking um, like um, a red string on yarn on a Sylvia string map thing. Yeah, I'm, I've just I've just rubbed that room. Let me tell you a story. Okay. <laughs> right, this is me writing on a whiteboard. And can we talk about Jamaica, guys? Can we please talk about Jamaica? <laughs> is this movie about how uh, uh, the Coughlin is actually a abuser and and the film is gonna the film is gonna turn a light on how much this guy is a psychotic abuser and that's what we're gonna see in the latter half of the movie and we're gonna have a realization from Cruz that actually sounds like you had an abusive relationship with this movie Sam and then and then I'll change the movie, Sam I'll write a plot I will I'll have a plot <laughs> it, it so many times it let me down and then at the end of the movie what we're gonna see is we're gonna see Cruz saying I don't need you anymore. I've got my girl. I've got Jamaica. Fuck you. And fuck your bar. And it's going to be great. It's going to be ah, brilliant. And then the movie's like, <laughs> nope. Rub that out again. We're going to have, <laughs> we're going to have them basically, as you say, Dave, come back and just be best pals again. And it's a little bit more antagonistic. It's a little bit can more we antagonistic. Can we reenact the scene, Sam? Can we reenact the scene? So, so, um, you're Tom Cruise, and I and I'm the other, and I'm Paul Hogan, or possibly one of the hands. Mel Gibson, brothers, right? <laughs> Mel Gibson, right? So you're like, oh hi, it's it's nice, you know, it's so good to see you. I've gotten married. I'm doing great. I'm doing fantastic. Fuck you. No, I'm doing fantastically. My life's amazing. Um, oh, you you met this woman? Great, great. So you've met this woman. So you need to talk here sometimes, Sam. Um, you've met this woman, okay, so, right? Okay, so who am I? You're Tom Cruise, right? I'm Tom Cruise. Oh, so you've met this woman, Tom Cruise. You sound really happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Everything great. going well. I'm, fan- I'm fantastic. I'm Tom fantastic. Cruise. I'm, fa- I'm fantastic. I'm more fantastic than I, I want the so accent, well. Dave. If you don't get the accent, I'm not, um, how can I work against any... Good mate. Good day, good day, good day, good day. Say, Tom Cruise, see that... Uh, That's exceptionally That wallaby bad. over there. See? That older wallaby <laughs> over there. Stop doing Michael Caine. <laughs> I can't fucking help yeah, it. Can I, can I do right, Anyway, can I do I say, no, no, I, I'm Coughlin. You're Tom Cruise, right? And I'm saying, right, so, oh, things seem to be going really well for you. Bet you can't shag that woman over there. <laughs> bet you can't. I bet you can't, you fucking loser. 
Hey, hey. I could, you, but I'm married. You, but I, you, I bet you can't. Hey, Tom, my name's Bridget Tom Cruise. Are you suggesting that I can't, that I am, I am such a small man who cannot possibly, cannot possibly have any other value uh, than, than falling for your bait? As literally they say later on in this movie, hey, when a, light, when a guy lays something down, you got to do it. Do, do you? Did you call me a chicken? Uh, Would, no, Tom if, Cruise, if actually, Coughlin... because we're all adults here and you don't, you shouldn't feel you're the need adult. to prove your masculinity to me. <laughs> If Coughlin jumped off a cliff, would you? You know, how old are we talking? <laughs> well, only if he challenged you and said you couldn't jump off a cliff, Sam. Obviously, so, come on. And so, okay, right, okay, we're back on the we're back on the abuser train plotline. Okay, I'm with you, movie. I'm I'm mm, trying. <laughs> Whatever you say. And so and so trying so hard, Sam. Yeah, we're back on the abuser train in that Tom Cruise is now the abuser, now actively the abuser. Well, no, I don't, I don't, no, I don't think he is. I think at this point, if you cast him as a really, really naive, impressionable 19 year old who. You maybe has, have spent the previous hour of the movie establishing any of that, though. Exactly. I know, I know, I know, and I'm not defending it, but what I'm, try, I'm trying to do, I'm trying to like imagine, you know, we rework the movie. If you'd done that, and then you get to the point where. He's 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 sucked back in because he's so allured by this fucking you know he's got a hairline like me, balding, unattractive Australian dude. Like, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> thank you. They're balding and unattractive, Ross. Come on, play the game. Mel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good joke. If if you're at this point, you think okay, cool, but now he's going to drop the Elizabeth, Elizabeth Shoes character and that's going to have some kind of real resonance like that's going to mean something to Cruz he's going to feel he doesn't feel any of it he, but he doesn't give a shit he doesn't give a shit and so we end up she just walks yeah. off it literally into on across the beach and that's is it like what what, what are we doing with her is, she gets the plane gonna... and she's out of the movie until she's not but she's like basically in Gina Gershon fucking, um, you know, limbo in this movie where she's like, right, we'll establish another character. Let's put that in our back pocket just in case we decide to do anything with that in the next 30 minutes of this movie. Bring forward Lisa Baines playing Bonnie, who is this slightly older, you know, maybe late 30s, 40s, socialite, well-established, has this circle of friends, has this lifestyle, and Cruz is her lapdog. Who is you know obviously great sex sexual yeah, relationship going um, there? Toy. She's the but sugar mama, and, but she is obsessed with him. Like, mm. like this guy is sweating cocaine. This guy is sweating amphetamine. And this woman's like, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that is so, the performance. That is the so performance. That is what I'm saying about so Tom Cruise has it written in his contract that he has to be the most special, the most like so attractive that this woman who's like you know a self-possessed woman when we first meet her in in certain scenes like seems to have a bit of gumption and a bit about her mm. but then yeah. she looks I have at Tom Cruise written on my and she's turned fucking butter and I'm like it's Tom Cruise what are we doing what are we saying what universe is this, this movie they gotta get me to Jamaica movie <laughs> like, right Pick any other star, like an attractive man, like a really attractive well, well, man, not Tom well, Cruise, whose cinema has been telling me for 40 years is a really attractive man, and I still don't buy it. Well, they had Chris Hemsworth like playing Coughlin, so they had to get like someone else to counter Tom Cruise. He's a stud. Uh, Chris Hemsworth. 
He's a stud, Chris Hemsworth. You sure it's not um, Liam Hemsworth or the other? Yeah, one? I was going to say there's another one as well. Isn't there? I've, I've got one. loads of names. Don't worry, guys. I've, I've got I, I, <laughs> Google the I've Hemsworth got brothers. That's a great mine for you to to add to this, Ross. Right. So <laughs> you, you just Google Hemsworth brothers, Russell. We talk about this movie. There's now got a list of names. Don't so you worry about that. We then decide. We then decide we're leaving Jamaica because Tom Cruise yeah. has had enough of the good life and wants a bit of the good life. Basically, he's had the, enough. He has to have had their whole enjoying himself in Jamaica, and he wants to go back to New York and wear these. Ridiculous 1980s fucking suits. Um, we're back to Yuppie Land, aren't we? We're back to American Psycho. This is the, the, we're back in that universe. And yep, yeah, and they're yeah. having you know it's it's money, it's great. She's very successful and accomplished, and absolutely batshit in love with Tom Cruise for some reason. Who knows why? And. And then it's well, like one weird... of those tree frogs secreting all that amphetamine. She she's hooked. <laughs> literally, she's literally hooked. She's literally like some kind she's of parasite. The contact high, yeah. Like, yeah. Like just buried into a skull. You know, what the fuck is going on? So, <laughs> then a movie. It would make more sense if that was It really would. Movie. And then Tom Cruise is an alien <laughs> and he's got magical powers. Okay, okay. All of this makes sense now. All of it makes sense. And then the movie decides that we need to get rid of her immediately immediately it lasts maybe five minutes maybe 10 you know maybe I think, seven do minutes. we reintroduce jordan before this because i feel like the he's still with is it bonnie uh the character Bo- name yeah with bonnie yeah. so we're guy, still with bonnie yeah, by guy pierce and he goes to he goes to the cafe to find jordan because we have the first interaction with the dad it's all before he goes to go and get the job with cochlin again so no, like so, so the, the sequence is the sequence is we have the Bonnie we have the the, the Bonnie episode of uh, Seinfeld and then what happens is another is that, poor woman who doesn't get any characterization or uh, she's just dignity. so horny she she's get so, any dignity she's so horny for this goddamn fucking bartender Tom Cruise for Tom Cruise but look how he spins the bottle in his hand. <laughs> The flaring so, in this isn't even very good. I, I, we have, how, I don't know how we haven't mentioned the fact the flaring in this is really unimpressive. This, this is a stupid it's piss thing. Poor. This is a stupid I, thing. I, I can do better than what they were doing in the it's, whole fucking it's movie. just so stupid. Who cares? Just give me a fucking drink. So, <laughs> literally. I was like, well, you're, you're razzle-dazzling. Give me my fucking drink. Yeah, you, know, you, know, you know what's really going to make me happy? Like, chemically? Alcohol. So how about we just... Yeah. Just get no, again, you know what I really like? Secreting the this, uh, airized methamphetamine. Actually, <laughs> they're just being close to him. So just being stood at the bar is going to get you there. It that explains all of it. If Tom Cruise cross, is a tree frog we've, alien we've, we've who secretes it. methamphetamine Tom, from his paws, everyone's behavior in this Tom movie Cruise suddenly makes sense. Is MK Ultra <laughs> in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> a CIA agent. A CIA. Well, because he is it. He was in the army. They did fucking experimentation on him. Wherever he goes, he fucking secretes aerosol mess. Hold on, hold on. Let me grab my whiteboard. Here we go. Right, right, right. Get the, M- get the red yard. Makes sense. Ultra. Excellent. Underline that three times. CIA question mark? <laughs> oh, no, I'm sure there's no question mark. It's definitely, it's definitely. Right. So, Bonnie, we've got the Bonnie bit. Bonnie, 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 Bonnie. She's shitting all over him, which I kind of enjoy. And there's quite a few moments in this movie, actually, where. Brian kind of gets the the piss taken out of me a little Sorry. bit. Like I feel like I'm only just realizing this. Tom Cruise's name in this movie, Brian. 
Yes, Brian. <laughs> That's such a shit name for a character for your main character in a movie. Go on, Brian, Brian Flanagan. Flanagan. Fuck me. <laughs> right. So then we need to get Bonnie out of the movie. So they f- they figure out this way, and is this hot? This kind of weird scene, like it, she slaps him, and she, again. You know, what's, well, it's the, the, what's it's, the, the, it's the obligatory the, 80s art gallery um, blow up, Sam. Like you have this in all 80s movies. Because they're all yuppies and he doesn't, he's not a yuppie now, although he's fucking been having serving him drinks. For the last Could have fooled time. me. Yeah. And then, and then, he, and then Dave, as you say, he wants to try and get back with Elizabeth Shoe. He realizes that he was a dick in the way that abusive men do because he's. Tried. He's manipulated one woman. He realizes, Sam. He realizes that he needs a new meal ticket, and so he goes. <laughs> he, he, he goes, goes to an old he, meal ticket because that'll be easier. Yeah, she doesn't. He doesn't know that she's rich or has a rich family just yet. But she. He's basically like, okay, I'm an abuser now because I learned that from my great friend, uh, uh, Doctor Abuso, <laughs> the supervillain Doctor Abuso. Isn't he? Isn't he English? No, Australian. Oh, is he right? Okay, there we go. So, <laughs> Sam, come on. I've done. My, I've done the due diligence. List, list of, <laughs> that wouldn't make a joke. That makes no sense. <laughs> list of famous Australians. Look at Just take my fucking word. No word for it, will you? Okay, right. So, so when I no, Heath Ledger. <laughs> so Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger's cuts his own throat. He's he, oh, Jesus he, again. Actually, Ross. I mean. This sounds like Nailed a better it. movie. Oh, well, that, that happens. Let's not forget that happens. Um, right. So we get the Sorry, point Sam. where... I know this movie is just absolutely destroying me. We get to the point where he's now back on the train trying to get Elizabeth's shoes, you know, whatever the hell he wants from her. Who knows, really? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure he knows. He's in a, He's an abusive... Uh, he's an abuser, so he's doing his thing. And then... It turns out that she is pregnant, and this is Bing, 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 movie trope. This is this is just this is just such a, a completely unbelievable turn for this movie. Like it's and abortion was still legal in 1988. Elizabeth Shue, like the world hadn't quite ended. You could get an abortion in America at this time. But but just but just like but just this is this is also let's not forget this is we have the scene where Elizabeth Shue dumps food on him again another point where he's kind of shat on but it's he still manages to be shitty to about it you know I wish I hadn't ordered the soup or whatever it is he's stupid mindset <laughs> and but the fact that she's pregnant again it just it comes out of nowhere and you were saying all the way through Dave I'll wait for it and I was going and then when this happened I'm like what. You know, but, 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 what's going on? I'm just uh, the, the WhatsApp was blowing up with capital letters. I was so confused. And then after that point, as soon as I, you know, you'd realise where I'm at, you'd go, wait for it. And I'm like, there's more. <laughs> what could possibly yeah, got be the other more shocking? Which is the secret rich girl, which again is just like a we have two set, save the cat moments in this um, where. It's the thing we do in a movie where we try and like um, redeem the main character. We're trying to prove that he's a good guy. And there are two save the cat moments in this movie. The first one 
is when Elizabeth Shue's dad tries to give him 10 grand, right? And the only reason he doesn't take it is basically because it would be more. He said 50 grand. Well, suddenly Tom Cruise is having a good long think about that. That's the one yeah. thing where he says, no, I will take $10,000 from you um, mm-hmm. to fuck off with no legally binding contract to do so. Um, and the second one is when he just about manages not to sleep with his best mate's wife later on. Like there were two. That's the two moments where the movie is like he's not a bad guy. He wouldn't actually sleep with his mate's wife, and he wouldn't actually take money from this guy to fuck off. Well, um, yeah, yeah. I, I was, I was going to sort of like briefly stand in his defence, but I'm like, I don't, I don't want to put myself on the line. You don't want to die on that hill. No, no, no. Exactly, exactly. That crevasse. You don't want to die so, in that crevasse. In the seventeenth craziest thing that happens in this movie, she's pregnant, and um, and yeah, he's like, we get the attempt of the save the cap. Really, it's not like. And then you think, okay, all right, movie. So, what's the point? Like, what, what else you got? What is the story at this point? I've, you know, I need to buy a new whiteboard because I'm just so absolutely <laughs> chock full of. Madness. I'm scrolling on the walls of this. Stage. I, you know, I'm, I, it's memento style. I'm tattooing things on myself <laughs> when I wake up from the coma, and I'm like, "Your name is Sam." A good start. Brilliant. <laughs> In 1988, Tom Cruise made a movie cocktail. That's the With second thing, or possibly one of the Hemsworth brothers. My name is Sam, and. Cocktail is a movie from 1980. Those are the two things that I know so far. And so where are we going? Like, what's the point? What do we want to do with this baby? Is the baby going to, you know, do we, are we going to have, we're going to see the baby? Is she going to give birth to this? Like, are we going to have, a, who knows? It's, who knows? In a typical movie, it would make sense if, like, and it feels like they kind of couldn't decide if the Gina Gershon character is the Jordan character like, if it's the same character that we meet early on in the movie, they fall out, they get back together, they fall out, she's pregnant at the end, Tom Cruise decides, I do love her, I do want to spend my life with her, like, why? let's do that. that. At least case? something we set up more than fucking six minutes ago. Why isn't that the case? I mean, obviously, you maybe couldn't have her sleeping with um, Ross. Russell Crowe. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best one, yeah. You need to be quicker, though. You need to be, you need to be on it. Uh, so, Russell, maybe you don't have her sleeping with Russell Crowe. I'm just picturing Russell Crowe in this movie. Oh, my God. He would probably do quite well, actually. I'm he a barman. Husband to a murdered wife. Father of a murdered son. <laughs> well done. Brilliant. Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, again, this movie is not us speechless. And what happens next? What happens next in this absolute... I know oh, I'm going to tell you, Dave. You could have to speak. I've got this. I've got this covered. <laughs> because, you know, you know when, you know, when the, the, the meteor came down and took out all the dinosaurs? <laughs> Unfortunately, it's happened again. And here comes, here comes another even bigger meteor. And this time... Uh, our favourite Australian, Ross. I'm giving you some time to prepare. Heath Ledger. Uh, Heath, that's a that's a duplicate. I'm I'm, I'm disappointed. Oh, Heath I'm sorry. Ledger. Well, I th- okay. Well, uh, Liam Hemsworth. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Hugo Weaving. <laughs> Elrond. Elrond appears, and except except this time, this time, he appears to have 
like actually done it. He's got a wife. He's, he's got, got the same wife. Club. He's got the club. He seems to have achieved the thing that Tom Cruise has been trying to do. Now that's fine. Well, Tom that's Cruise fine. is going cap in hand to him, isn't he? He's got like the bet bottle of brandy, and he's like, yeah. "Mate, I need a job. I'm a loser." Because like, he's really thirteen. Because he 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 challenged it. He challenged him and said, "You, I bet you can't keep it going with this with this with this woman with Bonnie. I bet you can't do it." And he says, "Yeah, I fucking can." Because I, I don't know toxic masculinity, I guess. And so, and so he comes and says, "You were right. I can't do it. And this girl's pregnant." And blah 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 blah. But again, what's the fucking lesson movie? What do you, what do you, what do you want me to come away with this? Is that okay? So he's he's he, Coughlin's a successful guy now, and then and they kind of string that along for a little bit, and then it ends up that he's blew it all gambling, or no no, it's on the stock, stock market. It seems quite yeah. poorly explained that his nightclub isn't doing very well, and he invested on the stock market because he thought he was clever, but actually he wasn't clever. He seems to be running the most successful bar in all of Manhattan, and yet, like isn't... the thing is, he he's letting on like he's fucking ruined. He's just spending as much as he's taking in. Here's an idea: stop buying cocaine. Number one, <laughs> <laughs> that, that'll save you a fair bit. Suddenly, you're a billionaire. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Number two, maybe sell the boat. Maybe you don't need that fucking yacht out the back of your bar. Maybe well, just sell the bar, shut the. The bar most down. important thing, the most important thing, is that we have yet another, yet another really, really poorly served female character in this movie. In in his wife, uh, someone pick up a name or a character name or something. So Kelly I sound Lynch slightly less Kerry Kelly Lynch, yeah. right? And her type is, you know, uh, man hungry because Tom Cruise takes her home because Cotland's drunk, and she's like. Basically, she is laying on so thick. No woman has ever so aggressively pursued a man this is a male as she is fantasy, doing in this scene to Tom Cruise. This is a male um, fantasy of what? And it is. And that is all the characterization she gets. And then she's like, oh, so you're not even going to fuck me, basically? Is she Australian in this movie? Or am I just imagining that? Your accent's all over, over the place. My brain has no. just detached itself from the fucking the rest of me because this movie is just shaking isn't. it loose. She's from Minnesota, but, but uh, yeah, you basically gone. It's just like the lack of characterization is one thing, but it's also a really like it paints this woman as kind of a horrible shithead. Like, yes, you're married to the most abusive Batman villain who ever sexually assaulted anyone. But <laughs> at the same time, even when they're in um, He'd make a Tobago good or Riddler, Jamaica, they're in. Even when you're in Jamaica, like, it's... She's an arsehole. She's flirting with everyone. She's like, you know... She goes up and up every guy around. And it's kind of like a... Like, would it kill them to have this woman be a bit, like, naive you know, a bit more of an ingenue and a bit more like this guy's taking advantage of her, but it, it needs to, for some reason, somehow it feels the need to make her into be an absolute monster to maybe like redeem um, Ross. Um, uh, Sam Worthington. <laughs> Sam Worthington um, in this movie to make him seem like less of a prick to fucking like soften the, you know, not soften the blow, but like, um, to make the suicide note more impactful that we read in the flat later. See, I don't know. I, I I didn't get that she was like a 
like an overtly sort of like flirtatious or sort of like man-eating sort of thing. Like, I think it was just, at least I took it was just someone who's like comfortable in their own skin. Like, yeah, she she kissed Tom. Like, that kiss was a bit long, but like, I didn't think she was, other than that, I didn't think she was flirting with anyone or anything like that. Like, people, you know, peck on the cheeks. Some people kiss on the lips. Yeah, yeah. I just think the movie's Some maybe like say, the way it's you shot eat, well. Right, Sam? You're not even going to fuck me? Like, that's basically what... <laughs> She pretty much that, says that. That's the thing. one. Yeah, that's the one where Ross is like, well, "I think she's maybe him on Tom Cruise." <laughs> How did you ever get married, Ross? <laughs> be, oh, honestly, that would if maybe me, just like, move in one day. If, if you were like, me, like, "Why are you still trying to here? say this is weird?" God, will you just spit it out? I'm not a mind reader. <laughs> she's standing there in a wedding dress. You're in a suit, and you're like. What do you are you into me or what? what is this even want? Come on, Amy. <laughs> do you even know? Do you even know what you want? God, bloody women, eh? Never clear. <laughs> so anyway, but, but, so can you we touched talk about on the suicide. You can touched we talk on this is this is the most this is the most insane thing I've. I think the most this is the most insane story turn I've ever seen in a movie. Like, I don't think there's anything that comes out of nowhere. It's so, at once, inconsequential. No, it's but also... It's, this guy breaks a bottle and sli- He has the forethought, by the way, to write a suicide note. Like, he mm. writes a suicide note. And he was pissed, by the way. And it was really well written. Close to the ceiling because of that arterial spread when he slices his throat open with a broken brandy bottle. Like... And then they show you that. That was such a graphic, uh, like still, and like you, you could have easily gotten away with way less blood. You know what I mean? Close his eyes, maybe. You know what I mean? And you have a little gash in his throat. Oh no, he killed himself. They went he threw fucking himself off full the boat. tilt. He hung himself. Yeah. You can just show the feet, or you can the just feet. show the fucking yeah, top of yeah. the rope. They like, went. There's full loads of ways on. of doing this in this quite light-hearted movie. Otherwise, he could have poisoned without himself. Without having this guy. Slashing his own throat with a fucking bottle. It was, what? It was fucking right. Okay. So there's and the two. Choice to do that. hundred percent. It's baffling. It's baffling. But also, what's the movie trying to tell us again? Again, back to the whiteboard. I don't know, Sam. I don't know at this point. What's the narrative? What's the what's the through line that takes us from this guy being cocky and and misogynistic and you know all of that happens. To come into Jamaica to bait Tom Cruise, to like then make amends a little bit and become pals again, very very briefly, and it's cripplingly lonely. But but the, the, but the movie the movie is not giving us any of that. We don't get anything. The only thing we get is interested. the only thing we get is I I'm now poor. I don't have any money. <laughs> Ergo. So there isn't there isn't like a point where the where the movie tries to set up it tries to pay off what it set up which is a, a important thing in, in filmmaking is that if this guy basically said you know what tom cruise if i'm not a millionaire by next year i'll kill myself <laughs> yeah. but, but he, he seriously though he could have had a point we could have had a point where we get a, a moment of don't be like me like i'm a fucking mm. loser yeah look i've got this bar i've got this wife but I'm deeply unhappy because of the life that I have led, because of the misogyny. I've abused women. I've abused myself. I've not, you know, you need to get out. You need to get out of this life, which is what he tries to do when he goes to Jamaica. And I pulled you back in. I'm sorry for that. 
go and find your girlfriend, your pregnant girlfriend. Tell her that you're going to commit. Tell her that you can do it and that you can be the man that I wasn't, right? You can do all of these things. Problem is, and this is this is the fucking, this is the, just an amazing fact, is this suicide happens with 12 minutes left to go. <laughs> <laughs> there is, there is tw- there is it comes minutes. out of nowhere and basically you're reeling you're like, oh my god what has happened what is happening what, what is fuck? going on what the fuck and, and, and I'm, surprised, is... I'm surprised this boat didn't sink because the amount of fucking blood that came out of this guy right three and, and a half you're minutes of credits process that and then and then it's tom cruise sitting down reading this fucking 14 page letter about how Oh mate, I wasn't really happy. Back. Really? Were you not happy? What I hadn't got fuck? that. <laughs> like, like the the thing, it's it, it, it's 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 just a staggering moment in a, in a movie, and it just makes no sense. It makes no sense thematically, as we discussed, but it also just makes sense from the point of fucking do this earlier, do this way earlier, so that we actually have you enough need time. To establish, you need to establish the fact that this guy is the sort of person who, if if it or if the chips were down. He would kill himself in such a manner that if it was a murder, the papers would describe it as brutal. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, that's a sorry, That's not taking a few pills and going to sleep. That's not fucking a, a short drop. That is, it's, it's just, it's such an unproportionate response <laughs> to what is happening in the movie. That, like you said, and it's not, not even set the up where this guy is the most chilled out, the most like happy in his fucking sleazy life. He hasn't had a cancer diagnosis. He's not dying. He's not about to be killed by the mob. Like his wife doesn't even seem to particularly like him anyway. So what's he bothered about having spent all of her money? It just seems like a the script said that Tom Cruise needs to be sad. How can he be sad? His friend can kill himself. Right, let's storyboard that. We'll send that to the creeps downstairs and they can just do that and we'll green light whatever. And then, and then... It's so we can have this scene with the letter. And Which, then, by the way, you could have had this scene through a fucking prison phone. Yeah, anything, anything. And, and, and again, we've established it does make sense from what we've presented. It does make sense with what we're not presented, which is some kind of redemption arc. At least, and, at least that's in keeping with the rest of the but, movie that this doesn't make sense because nothing but, else in this movie makes sense. But then we have 12 minutes. 12 minutes. No one's fucking made a drink in 45 minutes, by the yeah, way. Yeah. <laughs> we've got 12 minutes, three of which are credits, to wrap up this fucking movie. To, to get us out of this and to get us to the point where Tom Cruise and Elizabeth Shue are happy. Or, 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 or there's a lesson. Does anyone learn a lesson? Does anyone, does anyone learn anything? Like, what is the end point? We've had all of this set up. And what is the payoff going to be? We've got this rich dad who, who, as you say, tries to like buy off Tom Cruise and say, get out of my life. I mean, I don't know if I'm just getting old, but this guy is absolutely 100% correct. And to the point where, you know, you, listen, listen, oh, daughter. Oh, oh, oh. I don't... Yes? I think this guy is 100% as misogynistic as any character in this movie. I think maybe take a step back, maybe be like, maybe I should let my daughter make some of her own decisions. No, no. I you know, be supportive. No. What can I do? Don't fucking like no, I think this I think this guy is a grade A scumbag. Of course he is, of course he is, because it's a terrible movie. But the point of should I just let should I should I do should I just stand by while while this this fucking loser bartender is gonna come in? And pretend like he's going to do it. Like fucking no, you you're going to do something to say. Actually, 
that's not acceptable. That's mm. not acceptable. And you have to understand, son, that you have responsibility here. And I'm not just going to stand by and let you do that. Like, th- Except he doesn't do that, Sam. He gets his giant fucking penis checkbook out. I know. Yeah. I know. Which is not like it's not a solution to any problem. In his mind. What I'm going to do, what I'm going to do, buddy, is I'm not going to talk to my daughter. I'm not going to give her any advice about life. I'm not going to advise her to have nothing to do with you ever again because you're a fucking loser, abusive piece of shit. I'm not going to ask you politely to leave my house and not come back. What I'm going to do is I'm going to try and bribe you because that's how men solve problems, right? They bribe each other. Um, and but, then I could instruct my doorman to not let you upstairs, and that I will solve the, the problem. Could, I think the argument could be made, though, Dave, is that, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, he's not winning Father of the Year, but I think in his mind, Tom Cruise's character is such a piece of shit where talking to him on a basic human level ain't going to get through to a sociopath like him. What he will understand is money, and he's willing to part with money so that his daughter doesn't experience that pain long term. Absolutely, Ross, and you can make an argument that that comes from a good place. Until the point in the end of this movie where this guy basically says, if you leave with this man, I never fucking want to see you again. You're yeah. dead to me. I'll never think about you or talk to you ever again. You're like, mm, maybe actually that robs him of any sort of moral high ground. <laughs> actually, what he wants to do is control his daughter. This is a stupid point to get into an argument about. No, no, I'm not. we're not arguing. What I'm saying is, though, that his motivation is clear. His motivation is clear, and I think... In my whiteboard, whiteboard uh, version of this movie, is like he wants to. Pre- so what? So again, what's the lesson? What do we? What's the theme here? Is that this guy's a fucking loser and stay away from him because you're going to ruin your life. You've got this great. You've got this baby, which is not ideal, but okay, we can make it work. And yes, he needs to have. You know, having a father is important for for the twins that will come to. <laughs> And so, like, I just think that there's, it's so underwritten that you have to fill in the blanks for this. And yes, he obviously doesn't make the right choice, but there's nothing there because we get to see him twice. There's nothing there that really connects us with reality of Elizabeth Shue now. It exists to have the scene where Tom Cruise, it's to have a force to be for Tom Cruise to be fighting against when he gets there and be like, I'm going to block the door and it's my mad, like, impassioned fucking, we're in love and... <sighs> Do you know this guy's second name, Elizabeth Shue? Like... And what does she want? What does she want, actually? Like, we don't, we don't have any idea other than what she's told that she wants, which is, you know... Listen, we're not going to have... We're not going to have... Um, you know, you're not going to have my money anymore from the dad, and so we're going to go and we're going to set up a bar. And, she wants what any and, woman wanted in 1988, Sam. She wants to marry a man. And she wants to have babies with Tom Cruise in this bar. and <laughs> On the floor of this bar. After how, closing. How does, how does Tom Cruise manage to achieve... Let's go back to the very beginning of the movie, which is... I want to get a bar and I want to call it cocktails and dreams and I want it to be awesome and blah, 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 all these things. That you, so The implication in the movie. No, 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 no. I know. I know. I'm telling I'm all, 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 Because it's important. It's important. The entire movie is predicated on the fact that they need to get 75 grand to do this. And so they go on this massive journey. He gets a girl pregnant. They swim naked in the, in the cove. It's fantastic. Blah, 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 blah. And he could have just Borrowed it from his uncle the entire time. <laughs> the entire movie. He well, it seems said, like he needs to 
hammer blow of I've knocked this girl up to get his uncle to pony up the dough. You got 75k? Yeah, sure, mate. Yeah, what do you want to do? I want to set up a bar. It's like, great. Not, not on my block, though, right? Where my bar is, because I don't want competition. Like, we even get the conversation start about how stingy he is. You know, doesn't even, I doesn't get free beers. How, yeah, you, how, how are you going to get rich? How are you going to get riches by giving your stupid fucking nephew 75k to set up a mediocre bar? Like, <laughs> it does look like a proper shit bar. And it, it, and it looks okay. he's doing slam poetry. Okay. He's doing he's oh, doing he slam poetry nothing. again. He learned nothing, and that that's where you want to see like a bottle just lobbed and just hits him right in the fucking temple, and he goes down like a sack of spuds. It feels like the storyline is like fucking cocktails and dreams bar closes after three weeks because of course he <laughs> <you> fucking did. <laughs> and this and this girl goes from living you know in in a. Manhattan sky rise, a high rise to being destitute and having to get through fucking nineteen eighties New York, you know. Somehow her, pay for hospital costs while her, birth to two children. Yeah, while her loser husband stays out till five AM every yeah. fucking You know exact you know that's definitely gonna be the case. She gives she, she I'm has working, a good, baby, I'm working. Yeah. It's like yeah, you're Just working the Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Alan. Holy this God, is this one film. of the most repugnant movies with some of the most repugnant characters we've ever watched. I've had a lot of fun talking about it. Um, I still, for the life of me, could not tell you the name, the name of this actor who plays plays the Australian guy. I just, well, not plays the Australian guy. The Australian guy who plays this 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 character. Uh, but it's just wall to wall, like a, a badly executed movie. <sighs> Fucking just compounded the embarrassment of human society that regardless of all the things that we've said, which they were saying in 1988, regardless of all that, regardless of everyone with a brain agreeing that this is one of the worst movies ever made across the board, it made fucking $250 million. <laughs> that's uh, that's Hollywood, baby. It's Shut embarrassing. Is what it is, Ross. That's exactly what it is. And, and it's, you know, I think, like, in terms of my, my closing... Is that I think there is a movie in here somewhere. There is a movie, and I think they shot a movie that was a lot darker. That's what it seems to be from it's the, the pretty trivia. woman effect, isn't it? It's Touchstone Pictures, it's Disney. This is a Disney movie, it's a cruise movie. I think that somewhere underneath this, and we've tried to scratch it, we've tried to whiteboard, whiteboard it. There is a movie that's about, about toxic masculinity, basically, and how if you let negative abusive people like uh, uh tony abbott um uh, get involved he's an australian politician it wasn't as good it wasn't a name i knew and i was like sorry australian guy it's fucking awesome so some people one got rule it, some and people you fuck it. i haven't got i haven't got your skill ross i haven't got your skill <laughs> and if if you let someone like this ruin your life you're going to end up like him. You know, you're going to end up a loser cutting your throat with a fucking unnecessarily gory. I can't, that really way. bothered me. The whole the imagery there. Oh. I, 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 has it come across that really bothered me? Yeah. Or 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 the movie's just also like, fuck you, Tom Cruise, suck it. That's it. It's all it's, it's all it cares about. And I think for that reason, I this is the this is the worst movie I 
I have ever seen. Like, I just don't think wow. it is any worse than it's got, this. Wow. It's got a lot in common, Sam, as you say, with Pretty Woman in terms of, like, they took this quite dark script with something to say about, like, a you know, a minor profession or a minor, like, you know, job and, and a, a subculture. It took that that was probably interesting and had some pathos and maybe something to say and it might not have been interesting. They took that and then they tried to make it this like And then Richard bright... posed on the uh, outside the balcony and everyone goes, Yay! Exactly, right. But what they didn't do was like actually excise all the dark, disturbing shit in the movie. So every mm. fucking ten minutes you take a like horrific neck breaking left turn. <laughs> into the next fucking insane plot movement and you're like your brain can't keep up because none of it makes any sense you don't know what to expect and then the suicide comes along and on one hand you're like oh well of course that makes total sense on the other hand, you're like, but on the other hand you're like what what is happening in this light-hearted dizzy movie <laughs> and, oh, and it's just it's so discombobulated that like even if all of these disparate things were good and they were fucking written any of these characters in the dialogue didn't make you want to fucking claw your ears oh, off dialogue. your head. Like, you just wouldn't be able to follow it. It's impossible to get into the flow of this movie. I just... It's well said. I agree, Sam. I think this is the worst movie I've ever seen. It may be Freddy Got Fingered, You're but welcome. I don't want to revisit that and find it out. <laughs> but I did have I did have fun with it. five minutes of podcast. I you did have fun with it, though. I did have fun. And, and that that is a difference between a, a, a movie that is boring. You know, that's <laughs> why that's why being shit and making no sense is not the worst thing <laughs> about a movie. The worst thing about a movie is being boring because I tell you what, I was never bored. Not for a <laughs> millisecond was I bored watching this movie. And that's a really hey, that's a really fair comment about this movie. It's not boring. <laughs> fuck you, you will watch it. And that's oh. that's Dallas. Perfection. Perfection.